0: Thanks for tuning into this week's podcast. If you'd like to know more about our ministry, you can check us out on the web at hillsideassembly.org. You're about to hear a message from our current message series, and I hope you open your heart and mind to hear a word from God today. Good morning and welcome to Hillside Assembly. My name is Eric, and I am the lead pastor here. If you're visiting us for the first time this morning, welcome. and We'd love for you to stop by a table in our foyer before you leave the church today to pick up your free gift. If you're visiting us online, we'd love for you to check out our webpage, hillsideassembly.org. You'll find lots of information, how you can connect with the church, and other materials to help you in your walk with Christ. At the end of service today, one of our worship leaders will pray over the offering, and then you can give in one of two ways. You can give your tithe and offerings in our giving box in our foyer, or you can go to our webpage, again, at hillsideassembly.org. Click on the giving tab, and you can give online there. I'm going to now turn this over to one of our worship leaders this morning to give you a little more information and also to kickstart our worship experience. Have a wonderful day. Good morning,
1: Hillside. The Lord bless you and keep you and make his face shine upon you as we join together in worship today. Water you turned into wine. Open the eyes of the blind. There's no one like you. None like you. Into the darkness you shine. Sing that again. Our God. says if our God is for us who can be against us amen church he is for us and if our God and if our God is for us then who could ever stop us and if our God is with us then what could stand against and if our God is for us then who could ever stop us and if our God is with us then what could stand Stand against our God. Our God is greater, our Our God God is stronger. God, you are higher than any other. Our God is healer, awesome in power. Our God, and if our God is god is for us then who could ever stop us and if our god is with us then what could stand against and if our god is for us and okay church are you ready to declare it now acapella and if our god is for us then who could ever stop us and if our god is with us then what could stand against and if our god is for us then who could ever stop us and if a god is with us then what could stand again let's give the lord a shout of praise and a clap offering <laughs> clap your hands all ye people and shout unto god with a voice of triumph the psalmist said and uh i'm not sure if you were here last sunday nancy and i weren't but uh so good to have uh, pastor joel back again pastor joel pavia and uh former district superintendent and uh just a great man of god and he uh has been with us quite a bit over the the last number of years, helping us here at Hillside and to uh, move forward with uh, all that God has for us. Pastor, please come.
2: Well, some people you can't get rid of. Here I am again. <laughs> Well, six years ago, we were here for about six, seven months as your interim pastors, and uh, pastors called me back once or twice. Once t- I remember Pastor Eric had, I think, some surgery or something a number of years ago, and I came back for a Sunday. And I was reminded of something this week. <clears throat> right at the end of our interim pastor time with you, I was here this Sunday, of course. Pastor Eric was a candidate. Are these, are these monitor speakers on? I don't need him. I heard myself before <laughs> it's not that good. So <laughs> Anyway, he he was here for the, when he as a candidate. Then after service, I think it was Greg that took him back to the office while I conducted the business meeting to vote on him. And so he was back there with his family hiding out and the men counted the vote and they handed it to me. I remember what I said. I said, I think I'm going to cry. It was 100%. Well, Craig was back there crying, too. Then he had to go back to the office and get Eric and his family. Eric told me this. We talked about this a few times. We see each other occasionally. So in comes Greg crying. He's, he said, oh, no, I lost the vote. <laughs> he said, I can't imagine why he'd come in crying unless it was some horrible news. But. Well, we welcomed him that day, and I'd have voted for him. I wasn't a member, so I couldn't, but I sure would have. And obviously, God's will was done, and it happened. So. Now, there's this little kid asked his dad. Dad, wh- where do we come from? And dad says, well, we come from apes and monkeys, of course. He said, okay. A couple of days later, he asked his mother, Mom, where do we come from? Mom said, uh, we come from God. Well, he created us in his image. The kid said, well, dad said we come from monkeys and apes. And she said, well, that's his side of the family. (laughs) (laughs) Well, anyway. I love that first chorus. All about God and all he can do. He's a healer. He's powerful. I'm going to talk about the presence of God and living and walking in God's presence. Uh, If it's possible for us to walk and live in the presence of God, if it's possible, let's go for it, okay? (laughs) I want to go for it, and I think we have gone for it. I mean, God promised us his word. If his word hadn't said it, it wouldn't make any difference, but his word promised his presence to go with us. Well, we're going to talk about Moses and the children of Israel along this line this morning. Uh, Moses knew that God had told him a number of times, Exodus 3, Exodus chapter 4, Exodus chapter 13, I believe, many times God says when, he's, when Moses is leading the people of Israel out of Egypt into the wilderness, God told him many times, I'm going to go with you. My presence will be with you. And I'm going to lead you and so forth. And he had the pillar of cloud and the, and the fire and all that was symbols of God's presence with them. Well, Just before we read what we're going to read in a moment, uh, Moses went up to Mount Sinai, spent 40 days up there getting the law and a lot of other things that God shared with him. And so as Moses comes down from the mountain, you know what he saw. He saw all of God's people having a horrible party and worshiping an idol. I mean, here six and a half weeks went by, that's all. In six and a half weeks, they forgot about God. They left God. Now they're worshiping something they made. I mean, duh. <laughs> it's like me making something in my workshop, and now I'm going to worship it. I mean, how stupid, but how quickly these people turned away from God, and they, were, they didn't know him, they, they didn't worship him. And this is what Moses finds when he comes down. This is the scene he finds. So let's, let's read from Exodus 33, the first five verses, and we'll kind of see what happened here when God sets up this whole situation. The Lord said to Moses, Leave this place. Now, notice this you and the people that you brought out, God's, these are your people, <laughs> Moses. You brought out, you, and go up to the land I promised an oath to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, saying, I'll give you it for your descendants. I will send an angel before you and drive out the Canaanites, Amorites, Hivites, Parasites, Hivites, Hittites, <laughs> m- mosquitoes, and <laughs> whatever. You got it, okay, you got it, okay, okay. Go up to the land flowing with milk and honey, but I will, not, I will not go with you because you are a stiff-necked people and I might destroy you on the way. When the people heard this distressing words, they began to mourn, and no one put on any ornaments. For the Lord had said to Moses, tell the Israelites, you are stiff-necked people. If I were to go with you for even a moment, I might destroy you. Now, take off your ornaments, and I will decide what to do with you. So this is how this whole thing is set up here. Uh, God was ticked off at his people. In six and a half weeks, they turn away from him, and, and so God says, you know, I'm not going with you anymore, Moses. I These are your people. You brought them out of Egypt. I don't want to go with you. Well, what Moses is going to do now, in a few minutes, people think is he was kind of brassy with God, kind of bold with God. He, you don't tell God what to do. Well, he wasn't. He was just reminding God of his word, and I think maybe this was a test for Moses to see if Moses is willing to go without him. Because if Moses is not got his heart right, it's, nothing's going to work. And so I, I'm i not going with you. I'm angry with these people. I'm going to destroy them if I might, if I'm with you. so, See, Moses already knew what God had said. He knew the word of God. That's why we need to know the word of God, okay? and then he saw, I want to know what God says. We have all kinds of opinions out here floating around today. Most of them are getting away more and more from God's word. I wonder what God says. Well, he knew what God said. So he was standing on the word of God that God had told him ahead of time. And so this was not going to sit well with him. I I don't like this idea. Uh, Let's go to verse 12 and see what happens here. Moses said to the Lord, you've been telling me, lead these people, but you have not let me know who you send with me. You said, how will I know? How will I know you're if you haven't found a favor with me? This idea up front here, let's not go there yet. Let's just stop at 12. Um, you've been telling me to lead these people, but you have not let me know who you're going to send. Now, God said, I'll send an angel. He's kind of saying, I don't know this. You've told me, I don't know who this angel is. And, you know, all of a sudden, Moses realized this is not what God promised. This is not what God told him. This is not what the word of God has said before, and so he's going to stand upon this. This disturbed Moses, okay? God says, you're going to go alone. I'll send an angel. Well, I think most of us say, okay, give me an angel. I'll take something. But no, it wasn't good enough. Because an angel is not the presence of God. An angel is a a great being that serves God and serves us. But he wasn't going to go without God. What a statement to make. Before Israel, can you imagine the chaos These people were mourning and groaning. They they had what I would call a snot and tears permitting. Okay, they're mourning, and God is mad, and God's not going. And Moses is upset to see these people and all these this idol of they made out of gold, this calf, and uh, a a, a turbulent scene. I'm I'm glad Moses said, you know, I I I don't like this. I think I need to have the same attitude. So do you. If, 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 God's, if I'm not walking with God, it's not going to work. It needs to disturb us. I, wanna, I want God's presence. I don't want just a religious experience. I don't want just a good ex- I want God's spirit, God's presence to go with us as people, as families, as a church. So that's kind of where he's at right now. You know, when Moses didn't walk with God, he killed an Egyptian. That wasn't God's will. He wasn't listening. He wasn't hearing from God. He killed an Egyptian 40 years ago. He had to run to the backside of a desert. Listen to what he did back there in that desert. He wasn't just in the desert. He was in the backside or the far side of the desert. Look at where he came from. He was a grandson of Pharaoh. Can you imagine where he lived? The most powerful nation on earth, probably at that time. Imagine the, the castles and the opulence and the, all the amenities that he had with probably marble wall, I don't know. Servants, the best of food, the best of education, clothing, fabulous everything. And all of a sudden, he's living in a tent on the far side of the desert because he wasn't listening to God. You know what he did out there? He was a shepherd. Now, that may not say much, but if you read some places in the Bible, (coughs) Egyptians despised shepherds. It says that right in Scripture. They hated them. And so for 40 years, he's hearing about all stuff. Part of what he heard about in Egypt is shepherds are detestable people. Now he is one, okay? What a price to pay. Forty years later, when he's now in the presence of God, he leads Israel out of Egypt. Abraham, called of God. When he got kind of out of the will of God, they produced Ishmael, tragedy. When he got into the will of God, they produced Isaac. If there was no Isaac, there'd be no Israel. There'd be no Jesus. I mean, some of these decisions are earth-shaking. Well, here's one of them. Moses said, you know, I, I, I can't do this. I can't go without God. I can't go without your presence. You promised me that you would be there, Lord. And look at verse 13 now. If you are pleased with me, this is Moses talking, teach me your ways so I may to know you and continue to find favor, remember, with you. Remember, this nation is yours. Before we read, God's saying, these are your people. He's saying, no, no, this is, these are your people. <laughs> it's kind of when you're raising kids. If they're good, they're my kids. <laughs> if they're bad, they're my wife's kids. You know? <laughs> no, I don't want them. I don't want them either. We're, it's kind of this thing. God says, these are your people you let out of Egypt. And God says, no, they're your people. These are your people. Remember, this nation is your people. And he was kind of pleading with God based on what he knew God had said that this disturbs me, that you're not going with me, and I, I, I can't go this way alone. I, it's not going to work for us. And so God's, God's word is important to be in my mind and my heart. That's why we need to be in it every day. We need to study it every day so we know what's happening every day. God, you said this. These are your people. He's God's leader. I want to do it right, but you have to come with me. Well, later on, as we're going to read now, Moses said, if you don't go, I'm not going. It's quite a bold statement. It had to be done. He had to get to that place. I can't do it without you, God. I can't do it without you. Neither can you. We can't do this without God. We can do a lot of things without God, but not biblical, spiritual things. Uh, And it's easy. The better we get at doing something, the more we think we can do it without God's help. And I preached a sermon. I may have preached it here six years ago. I'm sure you don't remember. (laughs) I only remember if I look back at my file to see. But it's about the anointing oil in the Old Testament. The formula is giving how to make this anointing oil with all these oils and, and, and smelling sweet things and then, then God says, now, don't anybody make this oil, because if you do, it's bad. So th- if the formula was out there, the idea would be, if, if I can make this stuff, I can anoint myself, and I'll be good. Not true. God says, don't do it. You, you cut off if you do it. I don't know what you mean by cut off, but maybe that, or I don't know what you mean by it. You can't do that. Well, it's like today, we, we can get good at things, but we ought to get good at doing things. The bottom line is, I can't do the right thing. I can't do the spiritual thing. I can't do the biblical thing without his presence. And that's kind of, Moses Moses knew how to lead, but he couldn't do, he didn't, couldn't do what he was supposed to do. How was he going to do all this stuff? Okay, we come to verses 14 and 15 now. The Lord replied, okay, you know, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest, 15. Then Moses said to him, If your presence does not go with us, do not send us up from here. Wow. If you're not going, Lord, I'm not going. I can't do this properly without you. Even if I'm good at what I do, even if I know how to do it, I can't really get it right. We can't lead God's church. We can't reach our city without God's presence and the anointing of the Holy Spirit. So I'm not going to do it without you. I mean, a lot of, lot of people have done things without God that once started out right and mm-hmm. somehow went back and did their own thing. Uh, can't do without you. I, I'm not going to do it without you. I don't want to go that way without you. You see, here's the humbling thing about this. We are very dependent people, okay? That's a humbling thing to say, to say, I can't do this without you. I, I, I need you. That's a humbling thing. When we say that to each other sometimes, I need you. Uh, you, you, I can't do this without you. I mean, that's a humbling thing to say to somebody uh, that I'm vulnerable. It's proud people that say, you know, I can do this, piece of cake, let me add it, I know how, I've, I've got experience, that's pride. And the Psalm says, the humble will hear and be glad. Because proud people don't need my, I'm okay, I'm good. I, I've been around the block a few times. This is my first rodeo. I know. Let me add it. No, Moses, I can't do this without you. In fact, I'm not going to do it without you. Your gifts and the fruit of the Spirit and all that, that comes from you, Lord. And I, we can't manufacture the fruit of the Spirit or the gifts of the Spirit. We need more of God's presence than we've had in the past. I do. You know, I used to say this. Maybe I said it here. It's not—it's not good English, but if we keep doing what we did, we're going to keep getting what we got. Okay. Betting? Any English teachers here? (laughs) Oh, you want to leave now, (laughs) bro? Breck, it's it's time to go, (laughs) Breck. Yeah, he's going to do it. (laughs) He's going to go home and say the pastor sent me out of (laughs) here. We keep doing what we did. We're going to keep getting what we got. Now, that could be a positive statement. If I've been walking with God and in the Word and the Spirit, and I want to keep getting what I got. But if I am not walking in the Spirit as much as I should, and I'm not listening to God, I'm not doing what God wants me to do, I don't want to keep getting what I got then, okay? So there should be, there should be more coming out of all of us than came out of us spiritually including me. Look back at my life and God, God, more, more could have come out of, of what I was doing if I had more of you. And So I want to finish strong and I want you to finish strong. I want our church to finish strong. This is a strong church. This, I see people here I did not see six years ago. That's wonderful. Hallelujah. <laughs> Welcome. We're, we're, we're growing. We're, we're, we're ministering. We've come through this virus thing, whatever that was. And Epidemic and horrible, some people thought. Some people died. I've got close friends that died. We've come through that as a church. You're online. I, did you do some parking lot stuff, I think? I think I remember watching some of those. And uh, We're here. We're here. God's kept us. God's strength is with us. He's got a plan for us. We need to move forward. I, w- I want to see more things happen. You see, if you don't know where you're going... Any road will be fine. I can go on any road, I don't care. I've got a moped, I ride it almost every day if it's above 60 and not raining or snowing. <laughs> I put about 1,000 miles on it every summer. A lot of days I have no idea where I'm going. I just get going, I'm out in the car, I find these little roads and never see a car for hours. When you're in a moped, you know, that's, you're vulnerable, <laughs> but I'm not going anywhere. I'm just Coming down here, I counted on the way, I think i take five or six different roads. Well, I know where I'm going. Right. I get here. We go to, we've been going to Arizona in the winter at times. First time down there, or two times, I had a road map. I didn't G- have GPS back 20 years ago. It may have been out, I, don't know, I didn't have it. I, had, I, I can't just take any 13 roads. You know, I've got to get on the right roads if I'm going to get there. Moses is kind of saying, we can't do this without you. I, I'm not going to go without you. I don't know how to get there without you. I don't know what to do. Can you imagine trying to find water for 2 million people every day? We have a couple of accounts of miracles where water comes out of a rock and water bitter water is sweet because... God told Moses to throw a stick in there. I mean, can you imagine all the days? 14,000 days they were in the desert. Maybe they had 14,000 miracles every day of water and food, and God said your clothes won't even wear out. Well, that put QVC out of business. (laughs) Drive my wife nuts. (laughs) She'll be here next week, but don't tell her I said that. Uh. (laughs) Miracles. Even after they sinned and were horrible, God still took care of them. But some of the people didn't get to the promised land because they voted not to. And God says, you you don't have to go in if you don't want to, but the next generation will go in. I mean, we we have to know what God is saying, where God is taking us, how he's leading us. You see, we alone can reach the intellect and we can stir emotions, but that's not good enough. If anybody could reach the intellect and stir emotions, it was Jesus or Paul. But Jesus said, I go in the power of the spirit. And Paul said, I just preached Jesus, him crucified and the signs following. I mean, I can, I can stand up here and give a good speech. And I hope after 57 years of doing this, I hope I can give a good speech. And maybe I can stir somebody's emotion or I can maybe reach somebody's intellect. That's not going to get them saved. That's not going to change our world. It's the power of God. It's God's presence. It's the Holy Spirit getting hold of us and leading us and taking us. That's what we need. And we can't have that without him. We can't have that without spending time with him and knowing who he is. We need more of thus saith the Lord. This is what God's word says. This is what God stands for. No matter where our society is going, God says this is right. I need God. I need the presence, the anointing of the Holy Spirit. That's important. Jesus, kind of his mission statement in the book of John. I went through the whole thing and counted these. I think I came up with 24. 24 places just in the book of John, the gospel of John, where Jesus said something like, I only do what you do. I only do what I see the Father doing. I only say what you tell me to say. It's just different verbiage there, but it all says about the same thing. I'm dependent on God. I mean, if Jesus was dependent on God, who are we to think we don't need him? Well, I'm dependent on God, your presence. If you don't go, Lord, I can't go. If you're not with me, I can't make it. If you're not leading, I can't, I can't do an anointed ministry of any kind, whatever it is. Uh God's presence, God's presence following his people. You know, we usually, as Christians, you know, get the big ticket items right, usually. You know, the, the big major decisions in life, we, we seem to get those right because they're either big or they're major, they're important, and I don't, I don't want to miss this thing. I want to be just as needy about the little decisions in life. I make big decisions, I don't know how, maybe a few times a year, I don't know. But I make little decisions every day, all kinds of them. And those things are crucial because all those little things can direct where I'm going or not going. You know, you take a bucket. If you knock the bottom out of a bucket, it's going to get empty. If I miss God on the big items, my bucket's empty. And I don't want that to happen. But a small pinhole hole in the bottom of a bucket, that bucket will get just as empty. Just take longer. All these little things, all these little decisions, all these little compromises that are easy to make. I want to hear from God about those, too. I I want God's presence to be leading me about those things, too. And God knows how to do that if we we'll let him, if we'll follow him and do what he says. Uh, I wonder how many times I've missed God. I don't want to know. Probably find out someday, but <laughs> I, don't, I don't want those things. If you, if you miss what God's saying or doing or prompting, something's not going to get done. I think there's a lot of things God wants to do through us, and if we don't do them, they're not going to get done. We all have different people we meet and know and relatives and and extended families and work, college, school situations. We're all all in different places and have all kinds of different people to touch. If I don't do what God has asked me to do or wants me to do, some of that may never get done. And so I I don't want to miss those kind of things. I want to do what God is saying and follow his will. Verses 16 and 17, here's Moses again. How will anybody know that you are pleased with me and with your people unless you go with us? What else will distinguish me from your people, from all the other on the face of the earth? And the Lord said to Moses, I will do, I will do the way things I will. God's not trying to be hard here. I think God may have been testing Moses and the people. Do you want me? Do you need me? You got a calf. It doesn't look like you need me anymore. You know, I will do the, the very thing you have asked because I am pleased with you and I know you by name. God's back on the scene. Okay, God's back where he wants to be. It took, a, it took Moses, humble himself, Say God, we need you. We need help us here. What's going to draw people to our church? Well, we got a nice building on a beautiful hill, grass cut on a diagonal. <laughs> I was impressed. <laughs> building doesn't come any nicer. Uh, it's clean, looks nice. The colors, everything is beautiful. We got, we got classes. We got. Children care, got good music, got nice equipment. Now, we need all that, but you know what we need more than that? Presence of God. I was thinking yesterday as I was going over these notes again about Azusa Street. We were out there years ago with a group of people and went to where this whole thing started in a little house on Bonnie Bray Street, just a little Nothing out of a particular house in a little neighborhood in a side street somewhere. But that's where this thing started. And it filled up the house and it spilled into the yard. It's a very little yard. Then they finally went to this warehouse. Now, I don't know much about this warehouse. It's gone now. There's a s- sign right where it used to be that some, some of God's people demanded you put a sign here where it used to be. Well, they did <coughs> so you can stand by the sign. have a hold of the sign say hey this is wonderful but the building they were in from what i can read was it was was pretty horrible i don't know if they even had a pa system they may have i don't know i don't know what they sat on it sure was a nice padded pews or chairs i don't know what they had going on but that they didn't have much that should never have worked it should have gone nowhere what did they have the presence of god started a revival that's going on to this very day all over the world. They had God's presence. Now, I'm not, I don't want to go back to an old barn somewhere and sit on a bale of hay and have to yell through a megaphone because they didn't. I don't, want to, I don't want to go back there. I don't want to give up any of our technology. I just want to include the presence and the anointing of God with it all the time, God leading us. I mean, if Jesus were here today, he'd use all the technology He's not going to go stand up on a hillside somewhere hoping people can hear him. No, I think he'd use satellite up and down links, and I think he'd use PowerPoints, and I, I think he'd use whatever was available, but I think we need to use all that, but we need the an anointing. We need the power of the Spirit, and I sense that here more than I had before. Thank God we're going in the right direction. He's, he's leading us. He's taking us. You see, where God guides, he provides, and I want God to be pleased with my life, with our church, with our family. I want God to say, this is right. This is how you're supposed to do this. This is the right way. I want to be like Moses Lord, I, I'm not going if you're not going. I, I can't do this without you. I, I, we're never going to make it. You know, one reason, and I'll close with this we don't know where we're going. <clears throat> without God, really, in and, and the spirit, I mean, the spiritual world being used, being anointed, being directed, we don't know where we're going without the spirit of God. And they didn't know where they were going. Every time Israel got lost or hung up somewhere or totally hurting or circumstance, whatever, whenever they got lost, they always wanted to go back to Egypt. Duh. they're killing their babies they're beating them uh, slaves the Bible uses a Hebrew word that means to break in pieces they're probably beating them breaking their bones breaking their skin as slaves throwing their live babies in the river you want to go back there the reason is we don't know where we're going without God I've seen people come to Christ lived horrible lives all kinds of habits things hanging on them and they got delivered and they came to Christ and things were beautiful and they were happy and for some reason they got lost something happened or what you know what you know what people do when they get lost they always go backwards because we don't know where we're going but we know where we've been and Israel every time they got lost they got their eyes off God let's get new leaders let's kill Moses and Aaron, let's, let's go back to Egypt. Doesn't make any sense, but that's what happened. And so I don't know where I'm going spiritually without God leading me. I, don't know where God, I need to be fed daily in the word and the, in prayer and fasting, whatever, worshiping, because uh, then, then I know where I'm going because God's leading me. Without your presence, Lord, I don't want to go, okay? I really can't go. I don't know where I'm going without you. Israel couldn't do it. I can't do it without God, and we can't do it. Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you that we're, as a church, wanting to follow you. Thank you for Pastor Eric and his keen interest in the word and in leading your people here on to victory, on to reaching our city, on to evangelism and mission. Lord, I thank you for our pastor and that his vision is that way. And I thank you for the changes I've seen in this church in the last few years. It's different. It's better, it's going forward, it's it's where you want us to be. Lord, keep going. Lead on, O King Eternal, I say. We don't want to miss you, Lord. We, we can't go on without your presence. And for Moses, even an angel wasn't good enough because only you are good enough. So, Lord, we commit ourselves to that. Lord, now continue to anoint and lead us as we go back into worship, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Mike, I think you're next. I know I'm not. So, <laughs>
1: Thank you, Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We'd just like to give you an opportunity this morning, if you uh, you feel, as uh, Pastor Joel was preaching. If you need God's presence to go with you, Robbie and I are going to lead in a song called "Lord, I Need You." So as we stand and sing that, if you'd like to just take a step of faith this morning, just come forward and have, have a little personal time with the Lord and just uh, express to him your need, that you need him to go with you. you Where you are, Lord, I am free. Holiness is Christ in me. If you need God and want to step out this morning, come forward. Sing it, people of God. my one defense and my righteousness my one to lead you in a song that Dustin did when he was here last year about the goodness of God I love you Lord mercy never fails me all my days I've been held in your hands from the moment that I wake up Till I lay my head I will sing Of the goodness of God Let's sing I love you Lord I love you Lord Oh your mercy never fails me All my days I've been held in your hands Every moment that I wake up Till I lay my head, I will sing of the goodness of God. All my life you've been faithful. All my life you have been faithful. All my life you have been, you have been so. of the goodness of God. All my life you've been faithful. All my life you have been faithful. All my life you have been been so. Love is running after you and me Your goodness is running after It's running after me Your goodness is running after It's running after me With my life laid down I'm surrendered now I give you everything Your goodness is running after It's running after He's running after you It's running after, it's running after me, your goodness is running after, it's running after me, with my life laid down and surrendered now, I give you everything. life you have been faithful, all my life you have been faithful, amen people of God, all my life you have been so, so anybody needs prayer this morning, why don't you come on up, and there will be some people happy to pray with you this morning. Let's sing that again. Oh, my life, you have been faithful. We'll sing it to you, people of God. Oh, my life, you have been so, so. sing of the goodness of God, I will sing of the goodness of God. I will sing to you, Lord, of the goodness of God. And before we start our last song, we'd just like to Pray over the offering this morning you can give out in the box in the foyer there's a box right out there where you can give online you know the Word of God says give and it shall be given unto you press down good measure and shaken together shall God give to you Lord we just thank you for the opportunity to come together as your people to come together corporately Lord to the place where Jesus said, where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in their midst. As Joel, as pastor, preached about, the presence of God is here with God's people. It's not about me, myself, and I. It's about us, the people of God, being surrendered to him. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to give to you today. And each and every day, may we give of you, give to you of our heart, our time, our talents. And Pastor Joel talked about those people being in the desert and thirsting. Psalm 42.1 says, As the deer pants for water, so my soul pants for you, Lord, my God. I thirst for you my God in a dry and thirsty land We like to sing as the deer pants for the water One, two, three, four. As the deer Friend, you're my friend, and you are my brother, even though you are a king. All hail, King Jesus! I love. I want you. I want you more than it Your silver only. You can satisfy. You alone are the real. Give us joy, Lord. You are the apple of our eye. Sing it to him, people of God. The chorus you alone Lord we thank you Lord with the psalmist we say I was glad when they said unto me let us go into the house of the Lord we thank you Lord that we can come together here but Lord as we go today as we go together the power of the Spirit, Lord, we want to declare like Pastor Joel said, Lord, we're not going unless you go with us. We need you, Lord. Lord, we don't just want to walk out of here the same as we came in. But we want the transforming work of the Spirit in our lives as we confess Jesus as Lord and Savior. Let's sing a you alone a cappella you alone you alone are my strength my shield to you alone does my spirit Bless you, people of God. Enjoy the rest of your day, for this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Amen.